0: Hi, I'm Britton LaRue, and this is Moon to Moon. Moon to Moon is a space to consider, celebrate, and share the ways we come home to ourselves, anchor through change, and uncover our power. One month, one phase, one loving step at a time. Welcome back to Moon to Moon. It's Britain. This is a solo episode. I'm going to be introducing my new framework on shaming the signs. So before I get into it, I want to share things that are coming up. I want to name where the moon is, set us inside of cycle, And then I'm going to roll out for you a discussion of this new framework and how it relates to a new offering that I have. So the energy is so different now, isn't it? Um, I'm recording this April, I guess it's April 3rd. Yeah, April 3rd, the moon is in Virgo, almost a full moon in Libra, that's in a couple days. The moon is just opposite my sun right now, and Mercury is at 29 to 59 Aries at the moment of pressing record, which pleases me very much, um, since Aries will be discussed here. And it's a, it's one of these little windows of time where I'm like, are you paying attention, B? <laughs> like, are you taking this in? Like, really? <laughs> um, I don't know about y'all, but I've really loved this shift with Saturn and Pisces. If you haven't listened to that episode, the one before this, I hope you will. I've had so many people tell me how helpful that was. And that just makes my heart so happy because I was so happy sharing that, that transmission with you there. Um, yeah, like I just finished the end of my Uranus opposition, which has been a, Year, it's a year plus window of time um, at midlife for everyone. I'm 45 and shit's just, you know, come into this like magnificent, chaotic new form um, in the last couple of years. And the week of the exact Opposition, I submitted uh, edits to my manuscript for my book, Living Astrology. <laughs> Have I announced it here yet? Um, it comes out early next year and it's been a big baby for me um, since the publisher reached out nearly a year ago. It Like the publisher reached out like the first, the day of the first exact year in a supposition, and I turned in edits at the last one. I mean, what? Astrology. I guess that's real, y'all. So that's major because that was like a a death and a birth process all at once. And then um, I really fucking committed to promo for Magician's Table, like really calling in emergent energetics and like emergent structuring and emergent um, language for an old offering. And the whole promo was just really enlivened for me because I let it be like a new thing um and uh we've we've begun we had our initiatory weekend we've had our first Wednesday and it feels so good like parts of me want to dissociate from how amazing it is but um I'm receiving to my capacity (laughs) And um, letting myself be with these incredible, magical people. So many of them new to my community. People I've never worked with before. Who are going to teach me and shape me through sharing themselves so authentically in the space. So that's huge. Um, my collaboration with Rebecca is just feels so stable and resourced and loving um astrology as praxis continues to change me um that's my year-long astrology learning container we started in september the s- students are really living their own unique frequency with astrology as it moves through them and witnessing them is (sighs) such a privilege. That is a collaboration that I do with my dear, dear friend, Jonathan Coe, and, um, incredibly proud of what we've created there and what, um, what it continues to teach us. We just closed out our March module and, whoa, so, so good. Now, this month we'll be doing astrology as creative practice and I cannot wait. Oh my gosh. Um, and then, yeah, like, it's just a rich time. Like, my daughters are blowing me away in their teenage selves. My relationships are rich and loving and reflect back to me beautiful things (laughs) and um, just feeling really good and feeling really grateful and feeling really excited and feeling mostly, mostly really proud. And pride is not um uh an energetic that I've known a lot of my life. Hardly at all. So mm-hmm. Living my Saturn and Leo. Finish my Saturn opposition too. My my Saturn's in Leo. You've heard me talk about that in other episodes. And just feeling like super Leonine lately. Which has just like never been reachable it was always that frequency that was like i don't know how people can be like that like i don't i don't understand how people can just be like that you know and like i just feel so fucking leo lately um yeah so oh, thank you for witnessing me it's a beautiful time i hope that spring is reflecting back to you the emergence of that which you've been um, incubating across the winter signs. It's a lot, Aries. You know, it is a lot. It's the sign of being a lot. (laughs) And it's a part of us. And it can be uncomfortable. And it's also super hot. And I love it. Yeah, yeah. So, the, yeah, the big thing that's been happening this last week is that I have been, I announced to Instagram my new framework and offering. It's to like, those are two different things to me. I'll talk about that more clearly shortly. Unshaming the signs, which is what I want to talk about with you today. I just, I, I want to keep it personal for just like another minute here. Um, You know... Many of you have my workbooks, Living the Signs, that I created in 2020, um, which are still always available for purchase at incaseofemergence.com and at stores all over the country. Um, And Jonathan told me when we did our signs transmission for Astrology as Praxis, um, well, you're kind of like the signs person. And it was like, what? You know? I reject this mantle. Like, <laughs> it was kind of scary to me. Like, I'm a science person. Like, I don't want a label. <laughs> I'm all astrology. Um, I'm a categoryless being, y'all. <laughs> but, um, you know, anytime that I uh, trigger, That's some good information for me. I think that I, in that moment, which was probably, I don't even know, we probably did that, like, early November. Um, It was, like, scary to me to claim, like, yeah, signs is, like, my thing, y'all. But because... I love the planets. Like I I have a book I want to write about the planets and I have a book I want to write about the houses and um, I don't see myself as only like a science person but it's not, that's me inserting the word only, right? Like that's me coupling past experiences where someone said that I'm like something or I am something and then I freak out because... I don't like feeling cornered, you know? Nobody ever said I was only a signs person. So (laughs) allowing myself to be, just admit like, oh yeah, I wrote living the signs. a book for every sign. I'm like really, really, really into signs. I'm really into signs. The reason I like talking about new moons and full moons and quarter moons and I love being able to, allow the lunar cycle to give me chances to just full riff on the way I talk about signs because I love the way I talk about signs because it just comes out of me in this way that I don't know what else to call it but creativity you know like I just feel it and receive it and then I like let it come forward and let let myself share my share share my relationship to the signs and the way I want to speak of them. Like I'm a fountain, like I'm just a fountain. And I'd love if, you know, if you wanted to come like pour pour, put your cup in the fountain, like, and it tastes good, like drink on it all you want, you know, like it's just so, Delicious for me to pour myself out like a fountain when I'm speaking of the signs, the way I speak of the signs. Um, if you don't know this, uh, or and maybe you know, and let me remind you, I wrote each of those workbooks like in ten days each um, or less. If that's just fountain work, because <laughs> like what? When I think about that now, it's just wild to pour all those words out. Like, that was not a difficult, painful process. Um, And this is something I do want to talk about in Astrology as Praxis this month with creativity. Just, like, letting our gifts just move through us and just, like, pouring them out for people to receive from us, you know? Mm hmm, so yum. So, living the signs um, really was a project that grew from my own inner work where I came to astrology and it was like, hey, astrology, do you have anything? To help me love myself more? Because I really need help loving myself. Hey astrology, do you have anything to help me imagine new ways of being in this world? Because I really want to hope that I'm not stuck with some of the patterns that I have here. Like, hey, astrology, you got anything that might help me dream new worlds into being and how I might participate in that? Because I keep trying all these other things and I'm really tired and I just keep feeling shitty about myself and the way the world is. So... I don't know, astrology, like I've never looked at you before as an option, but I'm kind of in one of those periods of life where why not? (laughs) Why not turn to the ridiculous? (laughs) Which is how most of culture sees astrology. So um, when I came to astrology with that set of questions... I was primed to receive certain kinds of invitations back. Um, Not necessarily answers as much as really helpful, like what I needed kinds of invitations. And the teachers and the tools like flowed my way to activate things inside of me in this kind of mystical timing like, It has a quality of the miraculous to me, the way that all of that unfolded. And so, um, yeah, I want to talk to you about how unshaming the signs feels to me. Because what it feels to me is like what I've been doing this entire time. Like, I basically feel like I came to astrology to heal from shame. But I didn't know that that's what I was doing, you know? Like, I don't, I I had never really put the word shame on my experience, but I now see that shame was like the baseline of my personality, you know? Where like everything had an apology somewhere for my existence whether it was the perceived gruesome parts of me or even the the perceived like too perfect parts of me I just wanted to apologize to everyone you know like somewhere in this conversation let me just give you language so you know I'm sorry I exist but i didn't know that that like what i what 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 i was moving through was just like so much shame and it feels really foreign to me to talk about that now cuz it feels so far away it's not that i don't have shame that i notice it's just that now i notice it in such a way that i notice it because It's not so the water that I'm swimming and that I can't even see it, you know? I tap on new new layers of it all the time. And now I just like, oh, let me turn towards this. Like, I know what to do um, to help myself and to resource myself. But what I see in working with other people is that this is... Like, this is the thing that's always present. This is the thing we're all carrying around. Whether we think that word is something we associate with or not. Maybe we're calling, maybe you call it the inner critic. Um, Maybe you um, call it self-sabotage. Maybe you're attached to the word um, guilt or regret or um, doubt, self-mistrust. There's all these like other words that we could all put under this larger umbrella of like what we have is a shame problem. So I came to astrology and when I was learning about the signs, I was struck by the this idea of instead of saying expressions of the signs, the signs as ways of being. They're just different ways that we, we be human. This is different than thinking of signs as a personality trait. They are ways, They're, as in they are like, uh, energetics that you can be inside. I'm going to do it this way, or I'm going to do it this way. Which way do you want to do it? It's not a personality trait in this cosmology. (laughs) Um, I was really struck as many of you know, by the idea of thinking of it as that there are skillful ways to do that particular kind. And there are unskillful ways And at the time, I found this really helpful in the sense of like, oh, it's not that I am good or bad because I exhibited that expression. It's just that I'm like skillful at it or I'm not skillful at it. And so then, as you know from my workbooks, then the invitation becomes having a conversation with the part of you that feels unskillful because underneath the unskillful expression is really a really beautiful like thing that you wanted that you aren't feeling like you have a right to express i wasn't using the word shame in there but it's inherent to the project that i've always been doing an example would be like um here we are in aries season so we'll do an aries example let me think um like, skillful Aries would be um, to be, like, courageous, to, to um, be risk-taking, you know? Just like, when you're in your Aries, you, you're so trusting the fire of your idea. Like, I'm so excited. Like, how could it go wrong? You know, and this comes from Aries being that force which pushes up through the surface of the ground Like, (laughs) it's amazing that these plants come up, you know, like just pushing towards the sun, just like the will to live in spite of the dangers, you know, like, wouldn't it be easier to just stay underground? (laughs) But no, it's like, I want to live. It's so beautiful. Like Aries is so hopeful. One of my first podcast episodes ever, um... Came out in Aries season 2020, and I called it A Case for Reckless Hope. This is when we were in quarantine. Just like calling on the Aries in us, you know? Um, beautiful. Unskillful Aries would be like... um. Mm, Um, dominating because like what's behind that? Like behind it is a desire to um, feel your power take up space. It gets twisted from trauma, from parents, from world that we live in and starts to turn into this thing that we call, we think of as ugly when you're like dominating in this kind of abusive way, you know? And so what can happen is if we experience, an uns- if we experience ourselves unskillfully, we can become, um, it's like shame gets activated. And we're either aware of the shame and we hate ourselves and we just want to shrink or like the shame is so intense we can't even look at it and we become uh, narcissistic abusers, you know? And so it it doesn't change to me until we start talking to it. (coughs) Sorry, I have a cough right now. So it's like, what does it mean to be unskillful? This is the thing that I think about a lot. Because if I want to help people where they feel unskillful, I want to understand what is this unskillfulness? <laughs> what is it? And so I'm very interested and I've spent a lot of time exploring shadow work, um, where we tap into these un- unlovable parts of ourselves that Um, are mostly in our unconscious because we've repressed them and we start talking to them and befriending them and having compassion for them and letting them talk to us. Um, I've been learning so much about trauma and trauma releasing and what it means to relate to our bodies and listen to our bodies and bring awareness to our bodies. And one of the things that keeps coming forward in all the things that I've been learning about healing the last few years is the importance of compassionate witnessing. The, the healing power of simple questions like, what was that like for you? How do you feel right now remembering that? Um, and many of you know that my whole practice teaching and as a reader guide is rooted in my love affair with the Percival, um, story, especially as told through the speech of the grail by Linda Sussman, which is our text in the magician's table where it's like all about learning to be, to be able to be across from someone and ask these authentic truth questions. Like, what? Like Where does it hurt? Tell me about that. What are you noticing? What's going on in you right now? Um, and that our shame stories, our shame expressions are absolutely craving for that kind of attention. And we have we have a, a system for this in astrology. we have a way of of organizing expressions, ways that we express our humanness and it's the twelve signs. The twelve signs together encompass all the ways that we do humaning. And so as we speak to the parts of ourselves that are different signs, we are... Um, we are asking those parts of us that feel gnarled up, that feel closed in, that feel stuffed away to soften a little bit, to unfurl a little bit and tell their stories. And in so doing, we release something really, really powerful. And we start to just unfold in our being. Shame thrives in secrecy. So, unshaming has a lot to do with being witnessed in our truth and in witnessing others in their truth. Listening to someone share themselves is healing for the listener, it's healing like everything in the room. Hmm. So, what I found is that. <clears throat> What most ails us, what most, like some of the deepest grief that we have, has to do with um, this persistent sense that something is wrong with us, that we're, that we're not fully lovable, that we're bad, Um, that people don't want us to take up space, that we're not allowed to take our masks off. Um, that the world, the world is a shitty place for us. Like that we don't, we don't belong here. And these things are all to me in this, this Lexus, is Lexus a word? maybe nexus Uh, (laughs) web (laughs) of shame. Um, And I feel that as an astrologer, someone who, I mean, am I an astrologer or am I a teacher who speaks astrology? Um, Playing with these ideas. But I feel that for astrology to be helpful to us, especially because astrology is a time practice, it's a time study. It's about time. That the way shame can infect our feelings about the past, and then and, and then get into the whole like be the lens through which we see the present moment. It also then will get projected out into the future. Onto timelines that astrology. Would really like to help us dream create. For me I feel like. Um, like astrology. Has had different purposes. Across different centuries. It has had different. Needs for existing. Reasons for existing. Even in different decades. Of the past century. Even. Even its reason for being now feels different than even when I found astrology. Um, And I feel that... I feel that in the voices of other astrologers whose voices I find really exciting. I know that I'm not alone. I feel it in my students. I feel it reflected back to me from conversations with my clients. I feel that in a post-pandemic world... We are ready for uh, an astrology that we recognize that we that is deeply relational because we are in relationship to everything around us and the external is in the internal. We are not separate. One of the gifts of COVID-19 is to help us understand this. What do we do with this? And astrology is capable of Becoming whatever a culture needs from it, you know? And the astrology that I'm talking about here loves your chart. Like unshaming the signs is absolutely helpful for you to study your chart. And it also like you don't even need your chart to get into unshaming the signs because this is not for your big three. This is not like just for you to access certain signs. Because To me, unshaming the signs means going through the doorway, the shame doorway of each sign within yourself. And like, we don't want, I personally, I mean, I'm a thorough person as a Capricorn moon, but like, I don't want to skip out on a sign and have that like be some part of me that I'm not talking to, where there could be shame just like taking over the space. You have a sign Governing each house in your chart and each of those signs is, um, is as part of how you do that domain of your life. Um, that each of those domains, those houses has stories related to that sign and the planet that rules that sign. And Just as I wouldn't want anyone to neglect a house in their chart, I would am encouraging everyone not to neglect a sign in their chart. If you're interested in unshaming as part of the healing revolution, (laughs) it always comes back to an Aquarian project for me. And I have no placements in Aquarius. Unshaming my Aquarius has been extremely helpful for me. So, um why signs and not planets? Like to me the planets cannot shame us. Anyone who talks about planets like they're shaming you, you know, you could just filter that right out. You know? We're unlearning the shame language just because we're the first to do it doesn't mean that it's not our assignment. Okay, spoken like an Aries rising. <laughs> but seriously, just because everybody, you know, just because we were told that, healthy, that there's healthy shame, shame is like good for us to help us like with our discipline. Doesn't mean we have to believe that when it, the evidence is in for me that dis, you know, disciplining and fixing is not uh, adaptive functioning that works. For me, we're, we are living in a time where the teachers are appearing for somatic healing, for releasing trauma, energetic healing, We have the tools all around us and astrology for me is just so helpful in this project of Unshaming. Unshaming is not a destination, of course, it's non-linear, it's cyclical and spiralic, but it is most definitely a project where you look back and you're like, oh my gosh, Oh my gosh. Whoa. But it it changes your life. It changes your relationships. It changes how you show up. It changes how you tell stories. It changes how you uh, interact in a world that maybe isn't caught up with you. So it requires um a lot more boundaries so it's like inviting in those courageous individuals who understand that like this is life changing and um there's no going back once you start unshaming You meet yourself at power places that you didn't know that you had. And there's also grief, because you grieve for the years when you didn't have these tools. And this is okay. And this is not a problem. From my perspective, from an emergence astrology perspective, everything is unfolding right on time. And it was always going to be now that the tools and the teachers found their way to you so that you could heal and come into your power. Hmm. Um, So... The framework of unshaming the signs is something I'll be talking a lot about, but it it has to do with coming into contact with those places inside of yourself that we might associate with each of the 12 signs that... Feel um, that are there, that are more in hiding or contracted, and the unshaming process helps you to flower, to emerge where you were previously shut. Unshaming is a softening. Unshaming is a unclenching. Unshaming is an ungrasping. And it's not always um, easeful because you feel more. Unshaming means allowing yourself to feel like some of those original moments or uh, repeat moments of parts of you that you clenched in and called shameful. And allowing yourself to witness yourself with love and compassion In the unshaming, you're letting yourself feel the feelings you were refusing to feel before and very intelligently. And practicing feeling those feelings expands your capacity to feel all feelings. So in healing shame, you begin to notice you feel more pleasure. You feel more anger. Um, you feel more capacity to be direct and honest with people. You feel more able to take up space and speak up. You feel more able to rest. You feel more able to laugh. It's all feeling. As I like to say, feeling more means feeling more. So that's part of what unshaming does. And the signs are like, to me, just this pathway this like gentle pathway for exploring at the pace that feels the most appropriate to you because there is no destination we just move through the signs and then you move through them again and every time more softens calling in the pace that's most appropriate you know and so This framework is a way of relating to signs through a healing lens, and the offering that goes with this framework is, um, right now what I'm going to be doing is a monthly workshop for two hours on each sign, one by one, doing the sign that the sun is in. So beginning with Aries, because we're in Aries season, Friday, April 7th, and the replay will be available if you get that, if you purchase later. And this is not a teaching classroom. It's a magical space. It's a magical space. And as such, each one might be different because it will be emergent to what wants to run through me as I'm feeling guided to support you in opening up, softening, letting emerge some part of you connected to ways of being that have to do with that particular sign. It doesn't mean we're, we're going like to cover every Aries part of you and you'll be completely unshamed in all Aries parts. It's just which is the one most appropriate now? What part of you is ready to flower Now? And what I like about this series is like, you can pop in, you can do them all, you don't have to commit to do them all, right? You just commit one at a time, and so it's like a nice container of like, do I have a yes on doing this again? Yes or no, you know? Like, it's just commitment as you can, and um, this is a really like soft, to me, rhythmic way to work with me, especially for those of you who don't have the capacity for one of my longer containers. As many of you know, with my Capricornian nature as a Capricorn moon, I find long containers sexy. You know, like, I'm very Saturnian, this like Saturn love kind of thing. Like I want a long, I want a year-long astrology class. I want a three-month class. I want a one-month class. Like I work with people one-on-one, six to nine months in transformation. I like that. I like like what happens over time. Saturn is time, you know, showing up over time. So I'm shaming the science as a series is Saturnian in that it's a whole year. Like we're starting now all the way through Pisces and I'll just decide then, like, do I want to do this another year? Um, but for the for the participant, you you can do it that way or like you have the choices. And there are a lot of people that just aren't able to do one of my longer containers for whatever capacity reason, or maybe they're, they don't feel like they're a candidate for a certain kind of offering that I have. Astrology as praxis is for people who are very serious about astrology. Like they are weaving astrology into this, their cells. Magician's Table is for emergent readers, people who identify as having a reading offering to give people. That's not everyone who listens to Moon to Moon and is into my work. So... Unshaming the signs is a great way to be like in the room with me, connected with me, receiving from me, um, um, like doing magic with me. Um, But you can like test it out and you can decide each month, like, am I ready to go back? You know, so who is Unshaming the signs Aries workshop for? Um, It's for. Everyone who has Aries placements and everyone who does not have Aries placements. <laughs> I.e. every chart. You have Aries in your chart. You just may not have placements in Aries placements in your chart. Like I learned at least as much with the signs where I have no placements from unshaming with them. So um this is a workshop for people who love moon to moon. But like, um, maybe you haven't worked with me yet, or maybe you do, or you did, and um, you miss me, or you just want more with me. Uh, Instagram folks who really love my posts and vibe with me um, and are ready to try something out with me. You know, because this is a paid container, there's even more potential for uh, magic to happen because... When there's that exchange, something really potent happens in your psyche when you, when you put something down, you know? So really excited to see what happens because it's new and emergent. And I don't even know. In a year, I'll be like, okay. So that was that. Um, just showing up to the first one for now. Inside the container what I'm feeling for this one is like basically the first hour me in more of like a transmission state where I'm just like rolling the language out and inviting you to like be paying attention to your body and like letting things flower open for you as you're listening. And then the second hour, what I'm visualizing is like more interactive, like maybe charts come up, um, People asking lots of questions, people sharing things, um, just a little more like conversational and, uh, giving people an opportunity to whatever name or ask what, what needs to be named or asked. That's super fun. I don't really have a space like that to chat with people unless you're in one of my bigger containers. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I'll just say before closing that I had been thinking that this was a Saturn love project, like that this is my... Many, many, many people tell me that my the way I talk about Saturn is so healing for them. And Saturn is very tied to shame, so it felt to me like, um, and does still feel to me like, a Saturn love project, but then I went to the Akashic Records this week, and I heard that this is actually a project for my Venus and Pisces, <laughs> which is just so sweet. Um, because the frequency of Venus and Pisces will like will never run out of love and compassion. It is like pillows and mists and velvety fabrics, full of love and compassion. And I love the idea that maybe like Saturn's holding it, but and my Venus and Pisces is what I'm emanating. And then um, I I heard that this is blended then with like whatever in me that is inspirational that comes from that fire of Aries, my Aries rising and whatever in me that you trust. That's that Capricorn moon that holds like that. All of these parts are what make the frequency of this particular container. Um, That it's really like a container for the frequency of both love and truth and also it's a container for disrupting rhetoric that shame is good for you which in turn makes it a container for possibilities so super pumped and excited you'll you'll keep hearing me talk about this but I'm happy to have an episode where I really dig into Especially like the genesis of this um of this uh, <laughs> idea, baby. Yeah, I've been planning on sh- I've been like doodling in my notebook, like unshaming the signs for I don't know, maybe nine months, maybe a year now, but I just wasn't sure like when and how and um. Yeah, and then last... I started to become, like, really obsessed with shame about a year ago. And then... I mean, it had been before, but then really about a year ago. And then last fall, I took the shame clinic with Simone Sol and David Bedrick. I only... I have to admit, I only did week one. Um, I'm really... uh I'm one of those students where like, I just like dip in and eat some food, and I'm like, all right, got to go, got it. <laughs> At some point, maybe I'll go back and listen to the rest of it, but it really like lit up all kinds of things for me, so I thank both of them for things that they helped me see and my understanding of shame. And uh, yes, learned so much about shame from Luis Mojica of Holistic Life Navigation, Natasha Levenger. Way back when, I learned a lot of early things about shame from Lindsay Mack and Sarah Faith Godestiner, and probably the person I'd most talk about shame with is my boyfriend, Matt Bull, who just is like the most wise person about shame, and uh, there you have it. Let me know if you have any questions. If you love Moon to Moon and you have never left a review or a rating, please, please do so. It's so exciting. I jump up and down and squeal. My kids get excited. (laughs) It's just so sweet. So if you haven't done one, I would love it if you would. Thank you. Wishing you all the very best and hope to see you at Unshaming the Signs. Cheers.